Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we are going to be covering the final two novellas in the Mindfuck series by S.T. Abby. God rest her soul. These books, they will keep her memory alive for years to come because they're pretty lit. They're really good. Yeah. I rated this one way higher than the last three. Um, so for the last two, I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. Um, we still did see like a little bit of that redundancy. Still some like the same editing stuff, but we really got to like the nitty gritty yeah. of the plot this time. And it was really good. It was a moving. Yeah, like I would rate these an 8 out of 10 because for me, like the ending just like it the payoff was really worth it and like everything was just moving from chapter to chapter like there were no boring parts in the last couple books so I really liked it no and it's really hard to have like boring parts in like a book this short I think that's true I think I mean that really works to her advantage yeah everything about these books is like interesting and valuable to the story um there is like we mentioned a little bit of redundancy every once in a while but it's I mean, again, I just think that's from, like, not having an editor to kind of go over her work. But other than that, it's great. So there are some very similar characters from the last novella. So we do still have Lana, Logan, Jake, and Hadley. Um, But this book actually did introduce quite a few extra characters that played a very, very big role in the plot itself. So we'll be talking about them as well. So with Lana, our main female character, she is still, you know, doing her absolute best, still a boss babe. However, I feel like we do get to see quite a bit of character growth from her. Um, In the remaining two, we finally figure out, you know, what exactly happened that night with her brother. And um, it's absolutely horrific. Um, And it, you know, again, kind of lends itself to why she's the way that she is. One thing that I thought was like really wholesome I guess <laughs> compared to uh some of the uh <laughs> the things about her I would say it's wholesome but at the end of these books she was finally willing to let Logan go because she didn't want to like have him give up the thing that was so important to him his career and was willing to step away so that he didn't have yeah. to choose And I think that was really hard for her because Logan was like one of like, aside from Jake, he was really the only thing that was keeping her going. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Even Jake was like, yeah, I had to like spread these kills out so she didn't like off herself. And I'm like, oh, God. And um, really, at the end, she was like pretty ready to give up like if Jake hadn't come in and like (laughs) saved her at that is honestly what made me so sad in the very last book when she was like I didn't realize like how much I didn't want to die and I was like oh oh man for sure so honestly that was really I feel like a lot of like it showed a lot of growth the fact that she was willing to let Logan go And, like, I thought that was nice, too, because, like, in the first three books, something I didn't really care for was that, like, they became so, like, dependent on each other. Mm -hmm. It's honestly weird. It was, like, weird how dependent they were. Did not date for that long. And I, I know it's because the books are so short, but, like, my goodness, that was not enough time for that. But, I mean, she was basically, like, you know... He's what's keeping me going after I lose myself in each kill. 
And it's like, well, what were you doing before this? Yeah, because you've only been seeing him for like three months, girly. So. And so I like that there was that growth where she's like, I feel like, you know, I can let him go and like, I might not be fine, but like, I'll be okay. Yeah. I think that really helped make her character a little more relatable. However, I don't think Logan at any point in time was fine. He was never ready to let her go. He did not experience the same growth in that way. No. He actually, like, I, I guess you could argue bad. that his character did kind of regress. Yes. But I don't think it's necessarily, like, a bad thing. Like, I mean, I technically it is in real life. But, like, just for the realized that, like, not everything is black and white. Mm-hmm. The good guys aren't necessarily good and the bad guys aren't necessarily bad. And his worldview was just kind of flipped on its head. Um, I did have a love-hate relationship with him Yeah. in the last like book. I think that because <laughs> I am going to talk like about <laughs> like one scene in particular where his, his behavior was very questionable. It was vile. Um, it was vile, but I... But it was funny. I have something to add to it, though. We'll get to that. But he is, he is down bad. Like, Like, disgustingly in love with her. It's so wild. Because, again, they have not dated for a long time. Um, But, you know, I guess when you meet your soulmate, you just feel it. And he just, he just knew she was the one. And I love that for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Jake also, I think, had some good development with his character. I don't even know if it was necessarily development. I think I just fell in love with him a little bit more because, like, I once they were back in Delaney Grove, obviously it did stir up quite a few bad memories and they got to see the people that they had left behind for so long, For I mean, for 10 years. And he really did step more into, like, that big brother role, but also, like, a friend. Like, he was there to like guide Lana and definitely gave her direction. But at the end of the day, he let her do what she thought was necessary. You want to know what one of my, I just thought of this when you were like, he was there for her. One of my favorite parts is when Lana's like, I think she's like worried that she's going to retaliate against the sheriff or something. And she calls him. She's like, talk me down right now. And he's yes. like, did you know that ducks have corks? grew penises and she was like I didn't thank you that is perfect (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and like the assignment he's just like so freaking smart it's like Lana is like her own person she's intelligent for sure but he is like the mastermind behind all of this it is absolutely insane yeah I love that I love the whole phase at the end. Like, they had 10 phases that they got through. And, like, they've been (laughs) planning this for 10 years. Oh, the ending was so gratifying. It was amazing. Um, I also love Hadley in these books. Uh, Something funny about Hadley is, like, (laughs) she has literally told them repeatedly. Like, they always, like, say she's a lesbian. She's like, no, actually, I'm bisexual. But they, like... Like, no, like you, I thought you like girls. I believe I, it's so wild, but like, she's like, no, like, I've literally told you. But also, it's amazing at the end whenever Logan's like, like, I have to, I have to find Lana. She's alive. She's like, yeah, um, I will create new identities for us and we're out of here. She's like, say less. I will 
need like two hours and I'll go ahead and pack up my things. Yeah. She's like, give me just like a little bit of time. You know what else just absolutely cracked me up was when they finally got to Greece and she's like, hey, really good to see you. But like, what the fuck is wrong with your cat? Oh my god, yes. She is the comedic relief so often and He's I like, love where her. is this cat's hair at? <laughs> Make I don't want to take away from this moment, but what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Leonard. Leonard. I thought Leonard was just like the best character that they could have introduced in this book. Yeah. He, first of all, he knew what was up from the beginning. He was like, you know what? I don't think this person is necessarily bad. Yeah. Leonard, you're compromised. And he was like, I mean, maybe, but. What was really amazing is like whenever he first starts to suspect Lana and he's like looking at her funny in the kitchen, like you can tell like he is fighting with himself. And then they didn't know she had a partner yet, I don't think. So at one point they're like, oh, my God, it, it can't be Lana or he realizes that. Because Jake had done something when Lana had an alibi. Um, so he's like, oh, wow, silly me. Like, how could I even think that? But, like, it turns out he was spot on. And I just, like, love that he was, like, questioning it so much. Because Lana has really created this persona. Airtight, yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, she even says that she's super in shape, but she, like, eats uh an excess of calories so that she's not like super ripped and so she like she keeps like a like a small layer of like fat on top of all her muscle and it's like <laughs> the fact she's that so she's smart out of everything it's just like amazing well and that's like the whole thing is that they like at the end they're like yeah we've actually been like 10 steps ahead like we know exactly how this is going to play out in every single scenario yeah because it's like they have spent so much time like watching the behaviors and like how these people work and like i mean people obviously are super predictable and like they kind of hoped for that but yeah they don't know a decade to stew over this too so they're also just like you know like they've They've gone through all the stages of grief at this point. They're not doing anything rash. Like, they are calculated at this point. So, it really, it pays off in the end. Um, There were some real bitches of characters in this book that I, like, I mean, we have to talk about them because they were important, but mm-hmm. I hated them. So, the <laughs> sheriff and his son, Kyle, are horrible. Those yeah. Little pricks. But, like, the sheriff, like, I don't even know why people were so scared of him. Because it's, like, the second that Lana, like, comes in and, like, gets all up in his face, he just cries. Yeah. <laughs> he he just starts crying. I don't know how he came to, like, be so powerful in the first place. Um, it's interesting I, for sure. like, literally for two seconds felt bad for Kyle because... Like, no one knew he existed. But then I'm like, oh, no, you're actually just, like, an absolute sociopath. Yeah. Like, he went off the deep end at an early age. Like, he tortured animals as a kid. No, yeah. Like, he has serial killer tendencies. Yeah. Hate that character. Um, And it's like his father (laughs) knew that, too. And he was just like, oh, that's just Kyle. He's like, well, I've already lost my daughter. I can't lose him now. He's like, he's definitely not the favorite, but he'll do. 
Yeah, he's like, I got, I guess, if this is what I'm left with. Yeah, I hope they rot in hell. Um, Lisa, I hated Lisa. Lisa she is the worst. Worst character. I wanted like a final like scene for them to put her in her place, but it didn't really come. But what I loved was the time that Lana spit gum into her hair because Hadley was like, listen, you can't hurt her. And she was like, I won't. <laughs> and then she spits <laughs> gum at her. Yeah, I really thought there'd be at least one more like scene with that or like maybe she'd somehow be involved in all of this. And I really desperately hope she had been. So like. Yeah, I she wanted exact revenge on her too. Yeah. But no, she's so, just a mean girl. Yeah, she's just just a bitch. Uh and then lastly, Christopher Denver. So biggest I, plot twist. Yes. I was um talking to Tabby before we started recording, and like I was trying to figure out who the original killer was the entire time. At one point, I thought it was Agent Johnson. At another point, I thought maybe it was the director of the FBI that also was, like, covering it up. Um, and there was, like, a brief fleeting moment that I was like, maybe it's uh, Jake's dad. But I was like, I don't really understand what the motive would be. And it's because, like, the motive wasn't revealed to us yet. But it was a really good, like, wrap-up, you know? Like, yeah. it really tied everything together when Logan figured it all out. Because and then like, we get to see, like, Octavia again and, like... Yes. No, that's not what her name Olivia. was. Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, Olivia. And, like, the parasite thing. That geez. was so wild. I love because it. Because it's, like, he definitely was sus the first time they, like, talked to him, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was definitely being super freaking strange. And it's, yeah. like, I knew there was something with him, but I didn't think he was the killer. I didn't think he was the killer either. I thought he was, like, low-key afraid that they would, like, come after him. Yeah. Because he had, like, moved away, so I was like, oh, maybe he was just like, I have to get out of there and, like, quit associating with anything. Um, But I also think it's weird that, like, okay, so he was the original killer, and, like, I think they even, like, maybe mentioned that he continued to kill and, like, use other serial killers' M.O.s to get away yeah. And so I was like, so was he, like, actively killing for a long time after he left? I, was I think like, he was. He was, like, actively killing up until Olivia started, like, poisoning him because Jake hadn't gone home to see him. Like, he said he had, like, forced him to come home. And so, like, yeah. when Jake finally figured it out, he, like, it was only a year later that he died. Gotcha. So it's like, I mean, he had had, you know, so nine years to. Killing up. like for a decade at least yeah no it was like actually wild the character all the characters played such a intricate part in the downfall of delaney grove and i was very satisfied with the ending yeah me too the ending felt like a really good payoff like because obviously (laughs) the build-up was for five novellas and so like if it had been a letdown, that would have been... It would have sucked. Awful, but, like, it wasn't at all. And I'm almost glad that she did have five because it's, like, I did completely forget about Christopher Denver. Yeah. Until we got back to it. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I <laughs> Like, we've done that. so much in between now and then that I forgot he existed. <laughs> so much has happened. So we'll kind of talk about now things that we liked. I will start with one of my favorite scenes. Is when Logan and uh, Leonard are in the car and 
Leonard is like about to tell Logan his theory that Lana is the killer. And he literally, uh, Logan is actively driving. He like crawls into the back seat because he wants to be out of like hitting range. And I just thought that was like so funny. Like the humor in this book. He like hits him in the face with his shoulder. He's like, excuse me. Like, yeah, he's like, pardon me. And Logan's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, just making sure you can't punch me in the face. Um, I think your girlfriend is a serial killer. And here's Leonard why. was so cute. Uh, I love Leonard. And I do feel like I also like I need to explain. Yeah, you need to explain one. yourself on this okay. one. So because this is on the list of things we liked. So I, I want to preface this by saying I don't like the the setup to this. But OK, so this scene where it follows when Leonard told Logan this. And so Logan is pissed and he's like, I need her to confess to me. And so he goes and he is like absolutely feral, just like hate fucks her and then leaves her naked and cuffed to the bed. Okay. What I like about this scene. Because I hated that scene. Lana is absolutely destroyed and cuffed to the bed. And she just like casually gets her lock picking kit out of her purse and like un like cuffs herself. And just dejectedly goes to like Hadley's cabin and is like, Logan knows. Like, it's just like so funny to she's me. She's like, damn it. Yeah. Like, like I guess like, I'll just unlock myself. <laughs> she's so defeated. And it's honestly like, it's heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong. But it's also just so just funny. Just the way she does it is so funny. And I now, do I... want to say though, because we talked about this and I don't like what the author has like said his motive was for doing yes because they were like oh yeah like logan was like i only did that because i thought you were a psycho and yeah he was like i thought you were experiencing like a mental break and you were psychotic and you were just like the unsub by proxy and i'm like well that sounds even worse yeah so i just don't like that explanation mentally unstable person like (laughs) what makes more sense to me like if we think about logan as an actual human being and not a character in a book what makes more sense to me is that he was so like angry and like he never gets angry. Lana has like explained that he is always in such control and like he never shows his anger. And so for him to be like that upset, um, I think just led to very irrational behavior from him. And he's also like, Five seconds prior to Leonard telling him that, he was infatuated with Lana and in love with her. Yeah, he was like, like, she never asks me for anything, and, like, she just wants to spend time with me. And Leonard's like, hey, sorry to rain on your parade. Yeah. Like, I really just think it was an irrational, like, (laughs) displacement of his My favorite part before that, he was like, wow, her eyes just look so cold, and I can tell that she was holding her emotions back. Like, I wonder what that's about. And Leonard's like, I know what that's about. <laughs> hey, bestie. But I just felt like I needed to explain myself, because that's why I liked that part of the book, is, like, the humor throughout, and also, like, the, um, I, I feel like it showed some, like, real human emotions there. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, and, like, he destroyed the room afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. that was cool. Glad to see that. Kind of hot though. It was cute. (laughs) 
honestly, their whole mastermind plan for the town was just like, uh, so good. 10 out of 10, chef's kiss. It was amazing. It was. Yeah. Uh, Would you say that it was awesome? It was awesome. In the words of S.T. Abby, it was awesome. It was awesomely awesome. It was also super funny that she named her cat Bennett. And like whenever Logan did show up in their house and was just like holding the cat. I named her cat Bennett. You know what it reminded me of though? It reminded me of the Raven Hood series, the finish line when she named her French bulldog after his dad. Yes. Oh my God. That was so out of pocket. I was just like, damn, I love that. Also Um, just the ending. Okay. So like earlier in the series, Lana asked Logan if he could go anywhere, where would it be? And he said, Greece. And he was like, what about you? <laughs> and she was like, 20 questions. I would go to Greece with you. And he was like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. And so whenever he was like trying to find her, because like I said, she was like finally ready to let him go. She disappeared. And he was like, well, you said if you could be anywhere, it would be in Greece with me. And I was like, oh. Like, it's sickeningly sweet, and I hate you, but I love you both. I also he brings her a body. Yeah, I think, so, first of all, what a great group effort they have going here. Leonard's like, hey, I've got you, man. Yeah. That you can have. And Lana's like, great, because if I don't murder someone, I'm going to go crazy. And Logan's like, wow, all I want to do is keep my wife happy. Mm Mm-hmm. My stabby wife. My stabby wife. (laughs) My stabby awesome wife. Hate it. My I love life. it though. There were a couple things I I, I had some bones to pick mm-hmm. with parts of this book. Um, I felt like it was just an absolute cop out that they made the only two gay characters like fall in love with each other. Yeah, so, like I know they're both bisexual and whatever. Like that's really great for them. Like I love that. But it's like he was so madly in love with Marcus and like I know Marcus was like you need to move on and blah 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 um but like why Hadley because I then think, with like yeah. Hadley it's like we thought you were a lesbian she's like no I didn't say that and it's like maybe you did say that I don't know but like it just they seemed, sure seemed to think so what it just really weird to me. I think didn't make sense is like they slept together like twice and then when Logan was like I have to go find Lana Hadley was like yes I will drop everything and come with you because I will be in love with Jake not only that it's like Jake was still pining after his dead boyfriend right and then he's like some girl with red hair is trying to break into her house and it was like okay it's just Hadley like don't hurt her and then so like the next thing you know like they just sleep together like what yeah I didn't get that either and then Hadley whenever she's like like, we're kindred spirits yeah she was explaining it and she's like He's just so smart and he's good with computers and so am I. I was like, girl, what? And then on top of that, I feel like she kind of not not necessarily gave like I think she fell into the bisexual stereotype here where they're just like absolute hoes. Mm -hmm. And I hate that because at the end, it's like Lana and Logan are madly in love. They got married two months after he got to Greece. And so it's like. It makes sense. Whatever. Good for them. (laughs) They're crazy, so it's fine. Yeah, like, it tracks. But they're like, it took them two more years. And it's like, yeah, like a normal person. But then 
it's like they have this understanding where twice a month, like every other week, one of them gets to choose another person to like have a threesome with. And they have to do that because they need to like satiate their desires or something like that. And like, I like if that's just what they do, sure. But it's just like the fact that they're both bisexual and like that's how she wrote it. It just rubbed me the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way too because, okay. So in this There's such a stigma. epilogue, yeah, for sure. It's like they had just had a threesome with a guy. And so ne- that's who Jake picked. And it's like next turn was going to be Hadley's. And she was like, I want a girl. I was like, ew. I know. It's like, I don't know. I didn't like it at all because like, yeah, it's one thing if like you're just into that. I'm not like trying to kink shame. But like the, the fact, fact that they schedule it. Yeah. The fact that it's scheduled, first of all. Second of all, the fact that they are the only two bisexual characters represented in the book. And it's like, yeah, they have scheduled bi-weekly. Wait, not bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly. bi-weekly mean every Twice other week. Twice a month, yeah. Okay. Um, threesomes, <laughs> to finish that sentence. Yeah, I just didn't like that. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. It is what it is. Yeah, everything else was good though. Yeah, again, like a lot of things that we liked were to do with the humor and the plot, which I feel like is um speaks more to like the writing talent than some of the things we disliked. It's just like, well, maybe if you like just had an editor, I think like that could have been cleaned up a little bit for sure. Um, so ultimately, we liked it. Um, there's like some additional symbolism yeah Yeah. so we'll kind of talk about some new ones that were only relevant to the last novel so the haunted house I really I forgot to mention yeah the haunted house was one of my favorite scenes it was truly scary it was so it bad to my fear of what if a murderer actually murders someone in a haunted house because i feel like every book we read where there's a haunted house there is truly legitimately a murderer in there like in haunting adeline yeah um, with what's a city mm-hmm. like she That's, was actually yeah. murdering people so crazy so yeah like as far as symbolism goes the haunted house in this town it it comes once a year And it represents the sins and depravity that are rampant throughout the town. And, like, mainly because of Kyle. Like, Kyle's kind of the ringleader. And he really contributes to that depravity by, like, harming women in there every single year. um, Because he's a piece of shit. But don't worry. He gets what's coming to him. And, uh, yeah, she straight up murders people in the haunted house. And people think it's, like, part of it. And people are like, wow, this is, like, really good. (laughs) (laughs) they're like eating popcorn the other like symbol uh at the end was fire like the fire that they had spreading throughout the town going like closing in on the uh what was it the town hall that they were um so the fire consuming the town symbolizes hellfire uh that lana is bringing down to punish the corrupt people who covered up the crime because they all so think she has sold her soul to the devil they do and to exact I, revenge it's honestly it's just so fitting because the town is full of religious fanatics and they're all crazy and they think that like the devil has come even though like literally it's just a girl that you robbed so wrong. badly <laughs> 
amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was poetic justice. Mm-hmm. So for discussion questions this week, we only have a couple because they're very similar to last week. But my first question is, do you think there are actual towns like Delaney Grove where they, you know, kind of self-govern and are basically like the judge, jury, and executioner? I think that there probably are, unfortunately, because yeah. what first comes to mind, well, besides like a cult, <laughs> because I feel like a cult. Like one of the kind of... sundowner towns? or Yes, I was going to say sundown towns. Like that comes to mind as like them taking uh matters into their own hands and obviously it's fucked up because their morals are so skewed but that's what they believe is doing the right thing and so like I think that there are probably some still to this day some very dangerous towns um that have that mentality it's gross it really is even if it's not the entire town like even if it's a smaller town if that's like prevalent if that mentality is prevalent I think it almost kind of like becomes that without officially becoming that you know like there's not necessarily a sheriff who like owns everything but like that there's someone running the show yeah like that mindset that they all share kind Mm -hmm. of like takes over in in a similar way wild ew I hate that I know it reminds me of that like (laughs) creepy ghost town that we drove through in Colorado. Oh my god. So one time <laughs> Caitlin had told this story before. Have we? I think we have. You know what? In case you guys haven't No, heard. you're right. You're right. We I think we have. Now anyway, so one time we went on this big family vacation to Colorado and we were running out of gas, like desperately needed it. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, this small town in Colorado just like appears. And so we pull off and it's the weirdest thing because there are literally no people in this town. Like there's no cars on the street. There's no people, nothing. And so like, we're trying to find a gas station. There's like this little weird self-serve like gas station. And then across the street, there is like one singular man standing (laughs) on his front porch, just staring at us. Like watched us as we drove like, uh, And we were so scared that we like hightailed it out there. Like we are not stopping here. But then on the way back, we tried to stop and see like if like if like the town was like a little more livelier and like we couldn't find it anywhere. It didn't exist. It felt like an alternate reality. I think we like drove through some kind of like. We drove through like a portal, like a wormhole. I'm still like creeped out. Thinking about it. Yeah. makes me so scared. Hope they're doing well. That man. I didn't trust him. Yeah, didn't wave or anything. Just watched us. The he only person in us. this whole town. He's but anyway. Like, I don't much care for outsiders. Like, yeah, you and the rest of this town, apparently. <laughs> but well, that brings us to our next question, which is, do you think that corruption in the FBI in real life is as bad as it is in like books and TV shows and stuff? Yes and no. So, yeah, probably yes. Because, like, I, I think of, like, the Maid series, for example. Like, you have Christian Allister that is, like, an mm-hmm. F, like a rogue FBI agent who also is in La Brava, but is also helping, like, the mafia. And it's, like, that's probably a real thing. Like, they probably have fucking 
like narcs in the FBI for sure. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, just like to the scale that it was on in this book, like that is so scary that like to think that there are people who are just running towns like however they want to and the FBI is like looking the other way. Yeah. And like actively covering it up in this story. And like partaking. I feel, yeah. I feel like there probably is corruption. I just, I feel like I doubt it's on as large of a scale as it is in like fiction, just because I feel like it has to be like dramatized a little bit. I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't pretend to like actually know the answer. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was just as bad. I feel like it could be like there's some terrible people out there. Listen, if you work for the FBI, um, email us anonymously. If you know something. (laughs) If you see something, say something. And let me know because I need the tea. I do need the tea. Listen, they're not going to believe us. Why would they believe us? We're not going to share this like on the podcast. I just want to know. Oh, I was going to share it on the podcast. Caitlin? We'll share your dirty laundry on the podcast. Hey, it's for it's for entertainment purposes, you know. You're right. Like, otherwise, like, why do I care to know if I can't? We will this? give you a special made up name and possibly change the scenario a little bit if that sounds yeah, good. You can give your give yourself a special made up name or no name at all. Yeah, or we can just write it as anonymous. Hey, you're in the FBI. You know how to send like a like a burner email, don't you? I would hope. Yeah. If not, what do are you better. Here? <laughs> but seriously, please send that to us. Thank you. Um, yeah. So <laughs> anyways, next week, so we are going to be doing some Dramine fanfics. And I am so excited. You don't even know. You don't even know how excited I am because huh. this is something that we're very passionate about. We feel that Draco Malfoy was done dirty. He the Harry was snubbed. So hard. He could have had an amazing redemption arc. He could have made our girl Hermione very happy. I still don't buy if Hermione and Ron got married, they're certainly divorced by now. They They were bad for each other. Ron was a little baby back bitch. And and Hermione was not. She was such a smart, gorgeous goddess. Yeah. And you know what? Draco, he was also very smart. Yeah, he just got like pulled into the wrong. It's just like his family was terrible. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Go against your father when you're 12? No. Because you know who else came from a bad family and eventually found his way? Sirius Black, his uncle. So true. And, like, countless other people in stories and in real life. Cousin. You can't control who you are born into. Like, what are you going to do? He was literally a child. And by the time that he was old enough to, like, do his like make his own decisions he clearly like was struggling with it yeah so he didn't want to do it why did we not redeem him it's the yeah. all over again it's because jk rowling doesn't like good things well jk rowling is a little bitch and honestly True. jk rowling hey if you have a problem with it you can email us at the sister you can send us some hate mail because guess what fuck you you can suck my dick (laughs) um anyways 
<laughs> the week after that, <laughs> we will be discussing I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And it is a gem. Um, I actually have not read it yet. Caitlin <clears throat> has. It's good. It's good. And I will be reading it again. Amazing. But yeah, we're super, super excited. Um, for the Germione fanfics, I mean, we're only going to be sharing a couple. So if there's some that you are just like very passionate about, please send them to us. Please send them to us because even if we can't cover all <laughs> at the sisters warden at gmail.com. At the sisters warden at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram. Uh, handle is the sisters warden. We just want to read them regardless of whether we get to talk about all of them. But yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. And as always, let's get lit. Bye.